Hey guys, did you know I have another podcast now? It's called Marketing with Brendan Burchard. As you can tell, a lot of the conversation in this last two years have been people just asking me how I started my own brand. And on the Marketing with Brendan Burchard show, it's a brand new podcast, I actually share full hour classes that I've done just teaching marketing to any business owner, to any entrepreneur, not just always in my career, but often I'm sharing what's working for myself, but it's a really great lesson in online marketing today. It's just called Marketing with Brendan Burchard. It's a part of my career that most people don't know because for all these years, I only taught personal development to the public, meaning I never gave away free stuff related to marketing. But now I decided to open up the vaults from the last couple of years and really reveal what the modern and powerful marketing strategies are that has helped me build my business, but also the same strategies I've used to build multiple eight-figure businesses and, of course, have some legendary exits and investments in unicorn companies. And one of the secret strategies I do to help them build their business is get them to listen to these very recordings that you can access now on the Marketing with Brendan Burchard show. You will be stunned I'm giving away that for you. So could you do me a favor? Go there right now and actually download every single episode. It helps me a lot. And I also think once you listen to one, you'd be like, he should be charging $1,000 for each of these. Again, go to Marketing with Brendan Burchard. It's my brand new podcast. I'm super excited about it. Please go check it out. Marketing with Brendan Burchard podcast. Hey, my friends, it's Brendan Burchard, and welcome to a special episode of The Brendan Show. Hey, I'm Brendan Burchard, and I'm honored to be your high-performance coach today with this episode. I've spent the last 20 years studying human behavior change and writing, coaching, and training literally at the top levels on the topics of motivation, focus, productivity, confidence, and more. My goal, inspired by my own personal journey, is to help you and my audience live, love, and matter, which means to feel more vibrant, more connected, and more fulfilled in every area of your life. That's what we're doing today. If you like today's episode, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Just tag me, at Brendan Burchard, so I can see you and give you a shout out or a hello. And if you want to go to another level of personal development in your life this month, be sure to join me live every month in my coaching program. Just visit hpxcoaching.com to get signed up. I teach a brand new personal development session every single month, meaning it's like a personal development seminar for you live every single month on the first of the month. And then after I teach that for about 75 minutes, then we do live breakouts where you get to meet new people, network with people, set your monthly goals and establish real accountability for your growth. Listen, you know that expert guidance and real consistency and an inspiring community is critical to your growth. So join me this month on the 1st, just go to hpxcoaching.com. That's hpxcoaching.com. 
Com. It's time to level up, my friend. It's time to take your year back. It's time to find that focus and that confidence and that vibrancy and that vibe again. Go to hpxcoaching.com and let me be your coach into fuller levels of high performance in every area of your life. Now, without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. This framework is called C1, C2, okay? C1, C2, if you want to write it down in your journals, just call it C1, C2. And the reason I want you to write this down today is because one of my goals with you is to really build this community. And one way that I think we'll be able to build a, a shared community here, I'm trying to create some common language around high performance because a lot of people don't really know how to describe it or talk about it. And I think this will become one of the central metaphors we'll use to explain high performance to people, okay? So C1 and C2, what does that mean? Well, here's what it looks like, okay? C1 means circle one. C2 means, you guessed it, circle two, okay? That's all C1 and C2 means. Circle one, circle two, okay? C1, C2. Now, as in anything in life, we can use a lot of metaphors to explain things. We're gonna do that with high performance today. Okay, if you haven't heard me describe high performance, specifically the description or the detail, the definition that I would give about it is high performance is sustained performance over long term, which basically means you succeed beyond standard norms over the long term, right? So whatever the standard is, like if, if the standard is level five in your industry and you go to level seven and you stay there for three years, and the industry stays at level three, you're in high performance realm, right? It's when you're just above your normal operations. For you, that means personally, look, if this year you're healthier than you were last year and you're gonna maintain it, you're in a high performance health zone for you for a period of time until it becomes the new normal. Then you go to another level, right? That makes sense? Okay, well, high performance assumes what? Well, if the definition is that you succeed, beyond standard norms over the long term, then guess what our assumption about C1 is? Our assumption about C1, this first circle, is you're already in success, right? You've already succeeded. So today's framework is about what happens and what created your level of success today, and then circle two is what you're going to grow into tomorrow. Right? So in a lot of like organizational consulting, we would call this as is, right? The as is state. Where are we today? And this is to be. The difference is what we're gonna focus on is when we talk about as is, we're not doing like a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, though you could, right? You could talk about strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. What we're actually gonna be talking about today is what gets you in trouble. As if you got the email from us, we talked about the reality that some people plateau, or they bottom out, or they see their performance decline. Why does that happen? What I have noticed with the world's highest performing people, whether it's major influencers, major executives, some of the Olympic clients that we get to work with, what ends up happening is that something in their mindset shifts, and they're not aware of that, and all of a sudden they become less good, less happy, less confident. They're overall performance in lots of different areas of life starts going down, but they don't know why. C1 and C2 is going to explain it today, okay? 
Let's imagine that C1 is where you're at today. And let me just start with a series of questions for you that you can write down in your journal. What made you successful today? Like, let's take a, just take a quick beat. What made you successful today? If you had to explain to somebody, let's say I'm interviewing you for my podcast, and I said, okay, tell me three things that have made you as successful as you are today. What would those three things be? What are the three things that made you as successful as you are today? Some people will talk about their mindset. Well, you know, I'm a passionate person, I'm focused, I'm alert, I'm attentive, which by the way are all correlated with high performance, so good on ya, okay? Some people will talk about their social environment, right? I had support from my parents, from my spouse, my girlfriend believed in me, my boyfriend believed in me, I had good teachers and mentors, which, yep, social support is tied, maybe not explicitly high performance, but it is tied to well-being, which is just as important. Well-being is usually defined as our sense or feeling of safety, health, and happiness, okay? So it's important. Social support is very important to well-being, your safety, health, and happiness. So some people would say their social element. Other people would talk about like their skill sets. Well, what made me successful is I figured out how to do coding. I figured out how to do video. I figured out how to communicate. I figured out how to play that piano at that expert level. I figured out how to do TV or advertising, or marketing, or business. They describe it as a skill set, you know? And then other people, they describe it how they serve, right? How they serve. And that could be, well, you know, I add tremendous amounts of value. Uh, I'm different in the way that I ran my business. So they talk about distinction or value, right? Does any of this resonating with you? Did you write any of these things down? I hope you're taking notes, because if you really want to understand how to get to C2, we're going to have to talk about those topics, okay? And we'll come back to them. So you're thinking right now, what's made you successful? What's made you successful, okay? Now, here's where we start getting into trouble and the differentiation between here and here is. If I had accurately drawn this, based on where I want you to go, this circle would be way bigger than this circle, okay? This circle, if I was in charge of your life, now I'm not, so I'm just giving you the framework, but if I was in charge, I would say this framework for you is really like this, and this one is like this, okay? It's huge, we're gonna grow into something. I don't wanna make that assumption yet, but based on that assumption, I wanna show where people mess up, even when they're really good, even when they're extremely good. Remember, C1, that's today, C2, that's tomorrow. This is where you're at today, here, is what happens when you get successful, okay? So remember, this is the assumption that you're successful. It's the assumption, too, that you know what made you successful. Here's what people do. When they're focused here, what they're really on, what they're really after in their mindset, in their career, in their social environment, in the service, in the skill set, all of this, what they're trying to do, they're trying to get this to equal what? Mastery. And you know what, they probably have. I mean, if you think about where you're at in your life, you if you're successful, you're good at some stuff, right? And if you don't believe that, you should friggin' give yourself some credit, 
You have permission to love yourself today. So mastery, that's the journey you've been on, isn't it true? You've been trying to get better. You've been focused on it. You're into mastery. And I celebrate you. I bow down at you. You have the growth mindset already. You're already probably doing the things that create initial success. What creates initial success? What are the question marks for some people that made it? You know, we know from, you know, almost every study, take, let's say, um, Carol Dweck's work on mindset, right? You need to have a growth mindset. That means you need to be open to learning, which you are because you're here today. It means that you see that you can evolve and change and, and grow. That's the, you get the mastery mindset, the growth mindset, okay? You're on the path to excellence. That's where you probably already are if you're here, okay? You also have probably been somebody who put in a lot of passion, right? And you stayed with it for a while. That's Angela Duckworth. That's passion, perseverance, E equals grit. So you're gritty, you've worked hard, you've stayed with it, you've been focused on your interests and you've plowed through those obstacles. You've been resilient along the way to be able to do that. You probably also follow Anders Ericsson's work who talks about being in what he would call uh, an optimal state which is really only achieved through practice, right? It's through practice. So you've tried and you've tried. I mean, do you feel like you've fallen on your face a bunch of times but you got back up, you tried it again and you got better and better and better. Well, here's what happens for the people who are here. They ultimately attain this thing called world-class, okay? They're in a world-class mindset. So you're like, Brendan, what could be the freaking problem with this? Isn't this what we're all after, right? We, we want to achieve high levels of mastery, and that's what we're on. We want to become world-class at something, right? We've already maintained, we've gotten successful, so initial success, now is leading to mastery, world-class, excellence. And so what could possibly be wrong with this? Well, first and foremost, if you had no success in your life, when people are in personal development, as I am, we get in this place where we're kind of in a moment of transition, right? Our career might be changing, our relationships might be changing, our health might be changing, our ambitions might be changing. And then, so what we do is we work hard at it, we practice, we allow ourselves to be a hot mess and, and work ourselves through, and then we become successful. And then the danger begins, right? We work so hard to attain success. But in C1, ultimately, this can be the trap. And this is what most people don't see coming. They get successful, and they're working to make that success get better or bigger, and all of a sudden, something starts happening and they get in trouble. And let me walk you through what these problem areas are for people, okay? This is where if we don't have the ambitions to significantly change, we end up plateauing, even if, listen, even if we're world-class. Let me say it again. We end up plateauing even if we're world-class. When I work with Olympians, they're already the best in the world, but often, they're stuck in C1 and they can't get the gold. Sometimes I work with a Fortune 50 company, they're so good, they're already world-class, but they're about to become irrelevant. And I'm gonna give you some examples of why that happens. For you personally, here's where we get in trouble. And this is really important, especially, this is why I like to show this to really successful people, okay, where they really get stuck. You gotta do all this to get your first level of success. Let me say that again. I'm assuming you've done this stuff. 
the hard work, the focus, the passion, the perseverance, the resilience. But here's where the mindset can get you in trouble. Now, all of this becomes first, the mindset jumps into, well, I need to perfect this thing, right? I, I've been working at something and now I need to perfect it. So it must be absolutely perfect or we don't roll it out. It has to be absolutely perfect or I won't even try it. Anything that kind of messes with the boundaries of this circle, which is so clean and so easy to understand, we don't approach it because we think, I'm not good at that. Well, that's not, here's the big failure in Fortune 500, that's not our core competency, Brendan, because they want to stay in their core competency because that's got core competency equals certainty. Guess what core competency equals? Comfort. Guess what core competency equals? High skill. Guess what everyone's getting paid for? The high core competency. So they're paid to perfect their skills. They're paid to maintain. They're paid for excellence and world class. And that's good. Unless the things around them, the external environment, the world, start shifting and beating at these edges, as we'll talk about. Ultimately, that perfectionist mindset, we know, it stops you from trying new things so many times because you're so good and so comfortable what you're doing. It's one of the biggest traps of success. You're just good. So now, because you're good, guess what you can get away with? Going on autopilot. Guess what you can get away with? Going through the motions. Guess what you can get away with? Not preparing and planning or practicing because you're good now. You don't have to do that. So now it's easy to become an automaton and just go through the motions. And of course, as you know, look, you go through the emotions too long in your marriage, guess what? It catches up with you. Go through the motions too long, not learning and growing, somebody passes you. So you have to be careful. If you're a successful person, about your perfectionist tendencies can be the very thing that's gonna hurt you, so beware. However, guess what? You also need to have it, okay? Because you know what? You can't become world-class or develop real mastery without the perfection mindset of like, let me dial this in. Let me get better at this. So at the same level, if you're not successful to those who are still on their journey or you're in a moment of transition, look, look at whatever you're doing, go, how do I dial it in? How do I get it better? How do I control more factors to make it even better? Because it doesn't mean this is a bad thing. I'm just saying it's where people often plateau. But to get you there, you kind of need it. Like, I've had to obsess about the little things in my life. I don't know, like grammar, right? I never wanted to become good at that, but I had to get more perfectionist about that as I reached many more millions of people, right? I had to get better about perfecting where these lights go, right? Where do I want the mic? How far do I want the camera? How, how do I want to warm myself up to be able to do this? Like all those things I do at my events to prepare my body, to get better. I'm running routines, I'm sticking to habits that are perfecting what I know already works. But I just don't get attached to all of that because it could change. Some people got so attached to what made them good or successful that they fear, or worse, unconsciously avoid change and progress. They're good and they'll stay good until the conditions around them change, and then they're in trouble.
So what does all this mean? Well, what it means is when I work with yourselves today, when I work with my highest level clients, I want to know what is it specifically they've been trying to perfect in their business. If they don't know what that is, if they don't know what processes they're trying to perfect, what individual habits or social uh, group habits they're trying to perfect, if I don't know what systems they're trying to perfect and get better at, I just know they're not even in C1 yet. Does that make sense? Like if I go into a big company and I go, well, okay, tell me about the systems you're trying to perfect, and they're like, we don't even know what our systems are. I'm like, oh, you, you're not in the game yet, right? You're, you're not even on the process of mastery or world-class yet. You're just starting, which by the way is okay. It's okay, right? You're just not in this success level yet, right? Again, I told you, for the sake of today's training, because I only have so much time with you, I'm just jumping right into C1, okay? But this can be a good thing to get you into C1 and a death knell if, if, if you don't move past it, because it will make you plateau. Hey, it's Brendan, and I want to jump in the middle of this episode here real quick and tell you about something I'm really excited about and something uh, that answers a question that many of you have for me all the time, which is, Brendan, where do you get this crazy focus and energy in your life? And the truth is, I've developed a supplement line that really helps me do that. And frankly, I needed to. I don't know about you, but sometimes when you're trying to achieve big things, a lot of stress comes along. And as you're trying to achieve bigger things, you need to be on your A game more often. You need to be mentally sharp. You need to be mentally prepared. You need to be mentally energized and productive. And not once in a while, but like every day. You, you have to be on and sometimes guzzling more coffee isn't gonna do it. You have to use what we call nootropics, which are you know basically supplements that help optimize your brain. And yes, we have a product for exactly that. It's called HPX Optimize, and it is our most popular product. And you can get it. It's back in stock at hpxwellness.com. That's hpxwellness.com. You'll find HPX Optimize for your mental focus and energy there. You'll also find my favorite powdered energy drink that we created that's 100% organic and vegan. And you'll find my essentials, which is my daily multi that I take that covers my energy, that covers my longevity, that covers my immunity, that covers my brain and body health that I absolutely love. And you will feel the difference. Go to hpxwellness.com right now hpxwellness.com. What else is going on here in mindset? Well, here's where we get into the two major areas of trouble. Number one, we start to scale. Okay? We start to scale. Well, we go, well, we've perfected some processes. Let's go. Let's scale. Which, by the way, is the right frigging answer. Right? It's absolutely the right answer. But people try to scale into C1 versus scaling into C2. Does that make sense? There, if you're going to scale, you need to scale into the future, not into what you have perfected. And people make that mistake all the time. So what they do, let's as an example, they hire 20 people to run the processes they already know and have already perfected but they don't hire anybody to think about new processes or new tools. Or in your own mindset, what you do is you go, okay, I'm only gonna do this, I'm just gonna give more time to it. Remember, more time to something is also scale, right? You're scaling up your hours to something. 
So let's say you figured out a 20 minute workout and you're like, this so works, I'm gonna scale it to 60 minutes. Sometimes that's actually not the answer. Scaling the same thing that works is not always the answer because there might be something else that you could put resources to that gives you more of a bump. So this is where evaluation comes into play in C1. I gotta know, what are you trying to scale and is it the right things in your life, right? Some people, here's, let me give you an example. Uh, lots of times in marketing or in people in my industry specifically for thought leaders, what they do is, okay, well, I, I'm gonna scale, so I'm gonna hire a bunch of marketing people to focus on brand and image and strategy. And they think, well, and those things are important because they're like, more people see us. We need to focus more on our design and focus more on how we look. So they scale there at the cost, though, of scaling somebody who, let's say, drives traffic to them. Let's say scaling the persons who are in charge of the funnels, the conversions. Scaling people, in other words, who immediately drive ROI. For a lot of businesses, when they get successful, they hire a lot of headcount that don't bring ROI. And so now what happens is fixed costs go up, revenue stays the same, cash flow equals out, and all of a sudden they're barely running month to month to month. And they're like, but we were successful. I know, but you scaled the wrong thing too quickly. So a lot of times identifying where people are plateauing or getting in trouble, I can just say, what are you trying to scale? Well, you know, I'm gonna hire 10 virtual assistants. And I go, cool, do any of those virtual assistants make you money? Well, no, they just, you know, help me scale and, and organize and, 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 and maintain. I'm like, oh, well, those are new fixed costs that go up. But if you're not also having any of those people drive revenue up, you're scaling. It's not that you're scaling the wrong things, but you're scaling yourself into oblivion. Does this make sense? So you have to scale the things that matter the most to the business, which is almost always things related to ROI or to reach in the marketplace to draw more people in to get more ROI. So it's just something we have to pay attention to. Organizations make this mistake all the time. They're hiring on a frenzy to scale processes because usually the founder doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Can I get 10 more people to do this thing I don't like? but they're not strategically thinking about scaling into the future. Scaling into the future means hiring people who are oriented or directly correlated to growth, not maintenance. Just a conversation to think about in your small businesses, my friend. And the last piece, guess what happens when you make this border so successful? I mean, you got this thing dialed in. The last thing that gets you in trouble. Now remember, all these things are necessary to be successful. You gotta perfect things so you can get world class and mastery. You wanna scale the things that do work and that are protecting all this, but therein lies the ultimate word and trouble in high performance. This, C1, starts to equate this. Protect, protect, protect. So everything, everything starts to fall apart and they don't even know it. Because here's what happens, let me give you a couple examples in the marketplace who have ruined businesses, true case studies of absolute demolition of billion dollar industries and businesses, okay? What happens is because you get good, you start protecting your turf, 
You start protecting the brand. You start doing all these things to protect what you've built at the cost of being able to move into C2. And this is what happens when competition comes in and destroys people who were good and did nothing wrong. Let me give you some examples. Do you remember Nokia? Okay, you look back around, I mean, gosh, what, 2006 or 2005, Nokia had, I can't remember, it was like 40% of all phone industry coverage. Like, Nokia owned the world. Like, they, they had 40% of the market, right? No problem. By the way, they were right here in C1. Friggin' amazing, right? Absolutely amazing. They were building business processes. They were perfecting their business and their product. They were scaling like nobody's business, and they were protecting their turf. C1, look, they did nothing wrong. And then guess what came along? C2, iPhone. C2, Samsung. And all of a sudden, it wasn't they did nothing wrong, but they were irrelevant. Oh, no. That's the challenge. Sometimes what makes you world-class, if your mind gets protectionist and mastery, which we are all told is necessary for us to get good, it can hurt us, right? Let me give you another example. C1, okay? Go to New York City, right? Five years ago. Go to New York City and throw your hand up in the air, and within 30 seconds, a yellow vehicle pulls up called a taxi. Okay, I'm sure later on, people watching this in the future on replay will go, what's he talking about? Taxi. Taxis got good. Do you remember? Like the first time you ever got in the back of that cab in a major city and they had a TV? They put TVs. They were so good. They had televisions in the back. Do you remember when the televisions now could take money? They could put your credit card right there. You could pay. You could... Look, you had a mobile transport working on dispatch services that covered the entire city within seconds, not minutes or hours, within seconds to get cars places that were mobily doing transactions and mobily transporting media. It was unbelievable. They had gotten to unbelievable levels of C1. Uber. Lyft. Destruction. Let's go to another industry. And you remember a great company that was in every business book, every single industry followed, that were in, you could not pick up any business book in any top tier school in the world without seeing something, a case study. And that case study was on what usually? Kodak, right? Kodak. It was everywhere. They were unbelievably good at this, world class at this. And then what ended up happening? They were protecting their brand so much, protecting their turf so much, that they missed the entire mobile and digital revolution for cameras. They missed the entire move to integrated videos into cameras. They were protecting their film so much, they didn't see digital, even though, don't forget, they invented it. Inside of Kodak, a person and then a division started looking at digital way before everybody else. They, in fact, invented it at Kodak. But because Kodak's senior leaders were protecting what made them profitable, they weren't willing to mess up this friggin' line. Kodak tanked. So what are you not willing to mess up right now? Think about that. 
What are you not willing to mess up? What are you so scared of changing that you might not even know you're scared of changing it? I know that sounds like a weird trick question, but is there something you're, you're just like, there's a routine or a relationship or a service or a product that you're unwilling to change because you're trying to protect it? Kodak, protecting film. Hewlett Packard and Dell, protecting their processes and their versions of the laptops and the desktops. Missing an entire new thing coming along called Apple, okay? Like, you have to think, this is real. Think about music. All of, think about, for my musician friends out there, I love you, and you know how unbelievably stupid major media was in almost all aspects of how they were trying to develop mastery and world class, sure, and then perfect it, scale it, and protect it. Think about all of this for traditional publishing in New York. Think about how Hollywood used to work with their actors and their talents. They tried to do what? Lock you up. Try to get, gobble you up, lock you up, prevent you doing things. Exclusivity, 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 without realizing the new world has nothing to do with exclusivity, right? You wanna be on Netflix, you wanna be on Hulu, you wanna be on iTunes, you wanna be everywhere. But what are they trying to do? Exclusive, 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 and lock stuff up. And they're still trying to do that without realizing the ability to reach more people. Let me give you an example of people busting that. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. What did he do with his last documentary? Right? If you haven't seen his last documentary on climate change, what he did is he say, hey, you know what? Let's premiere this for the whole world on YouTube. Let's let Netflix run this baby for free. Let's just put it out there for the whole world to consume. And then at some point, we'll lock it up and distribute it. That's the new world. Everything is changing. The ideas of protecting everything, we need to be careful about. I was the same. I was like, I, I can't let my video be here and, and there. Why did I believe that? because I was stuck into how the world was operating, C1. But remember, C1, it's every industry that has been disrupted because they weren't into C2. Let me give another example. Major billion dollar uh-oh, okay? Unbelievable mastery. World famous for world class. Famous for perfection, scale, protection. Two big, huge companies, unbelievably phenomenal. Maybe the best in the world. Marriott and the Four Seasons. Show me a case studies in colleges in the 90s and early 2000s, those brands dominate that. And by the way, they're great and they're fine. Everything's great. Except they missed this, I don't know, trillion dollar opportunity over here that came up and snuck away and started taking away from them and will continue to, unless they figure their stuff out, called, I don't know, Airbnb. Think about it. Apple, Airbnb. Uber, Facebook, you're seeing all these things that came in and they took something that was successful and messed with it. So why do I go on and on about this? Because it just takes a different mindset to move us into C2. All right, hey my friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're ready to go to another level, don't forget, go to hpxcoaching.com. Let me be your coach. Let me spend the first of each month with you, giving you a personal development seminar. Let me help you get unstuck, break through your emotional blocks, find your real clarity, your real passion, your real purpose, 
and implement the habits that you know you need to implement. Change your life by getting a coach, getting some expert guidance. Listen, you got as far as you could get. You're here, you're, you, 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 you achieved so much in your life, but to go to another level requires another level of mindset, another level of discipline, another level of direction and community and consistency. And that is what my coaching program is all about. So go to hpxcoaching.com. And listen, if you're ready to go to a whole other level, I'm hiring. Please go to brandon.com forward slash hiring for our open roles. I got a big secret project that we are rolling out and you'll only find information on that at brandon.com forward slash hiring. We've got, I don't know, 10 or 12 open positions there. If you ever wanted to work with me, if you wanted me to be your leader, you wanted me to literally employ you and help you grow in your career and do what we do serving this mission of helping people around the world achieve their dreams faster, helping them improve their lives. We live every day as a team to do that, and we are currently hiring. Uh, we're building out a new product, and we need some people to help us do that. Brendan.com forward slash hiring. If you don't know how to spell my name, don't even think about it. <laughs> we're looking for people who are pros. Uh, if you're interested in internship with me, don't go there. We're not hiring interns. If you're interested in starting your career with me, don't go there. We are an A team here. We've got people who are really experienced. So if you're new to personal development or you're new to marketing, you're probably not going to be the person we're looking for. We're looking for people with at least three years of professional experience in a lot of different roles because we take this role very seriously. We get to change lives and millions of them every single day. That's the work. So we're looking for real pros, top of your game, ready to come on to an organization that reaches just as many people in the world as any other personal development influencer or trainer on the planet. And we'd be excited to have you join us in a big new initiative we're rolling out for the beginning of the year. I can't even tell you any more about that. Go to brendan.com forward slash hiring if you'd like to work with us. And if you just want to go to another level and have me as your coach, not your boss, go to hpxcoaching.com so I can give you a brand new personal development session this month to help you set your goals, get on track, get unstuck, and achieve your ultimate difference. Go to hpxcoaching.com for that. Thanks again for listening to The Brendan Show. You all mean so much to me. I have so much coming out in the next couple of months for you here that's going to be unique and special, and I know you're going to love it. So keep your head up. I know it's been a hard year. Please remember, as always, you are stronger than you think, and the future holds good things for you. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used 
Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brandon, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me 
503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share, you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125.